Hello, everyone, and welcome to Modern Sisyphus, the podcast that talks about my weight loss journey and how I feel about it. I am your host, Selena, and I am joined with Lorraine. Hi, Lorraine. Hi. And we are going to dive right in. So let's go ahead and get started with the progress report. I am happy to report that I have lost one pound. So I am now at 192 pounds and I'm feeling very inspired and motivated to reach that 190 pound goal. Last week, some of the goals that we discussed were some mirror work, which will you know, revisit my diet. I needed to add 200 calories to my allotment every day, and it was uh, going to be a protein, which I was successful at. Woo! <laughs> Woo! And uh, there was a third one, but I it's escaping my mind right now. Or maybe it wasn't a third one. Maybe I'm thinking I did additional stuff. But let's go ahead and uh, kind of talk about the mirror work. So to help with my mindset, because last week we learned that Selena's mindset is not exactly a healthy one. <laughs> so we needed to work on that. So every day, first thing in the morning, I would say to myself in the mirror, I am toned. I'm capable. I am worthy. I am empowered. And I did do that, Lorraine. I was successful. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were talking about like changing your like your mindset, your weight loss mindset or so, um, and your your perspective on that. So how was it the first time that you did it? Was it really, really weird? It wasn't weird. I think it's because last year I started doing a lot of mirror work with myself. So it was pretty intense. Every, every day I had to, I didn't, well, I didn't have to, I chose to, which I think is a, is a big thing is I would for 20 minutes, I would say to myself in the mirror, I love you. And then for another 20 minutes, I would say to myself in the mirror, I'm sorry and I forgive you. And so that was pretty weird because, you know, the first time I maybe got (laughs) a few seconds in before I started crying and had to journal and write, you know, what came to mind and everything. So this was pretty easy because it wasn't super new, but I will say that I didn't say it just once. I did say it five times because I wouldn't believe myself the first time I said it. Huh. So by the fifth time you, you would start to believe the words that were coming out of your mouth? Yes. And then I would also find that I was more likely to repeat it in my head later on if I said it five times as opposed to one. So for example, if I was at work and I'm getting dressed in my uniform and I might not be a hundred percent comfortable rather than saying 
self-deprecating things, I would say stop and repeat what you say in the mirror every morning. That's awesome. Yes. No, it's really, really good because you, you're, you're literally rewriting your mindset, your, your mind script, or if you want to call it that. So, um, ooh, so you said, cause you were, cause we defined the terms of you being toned versus skinny because you had always wanted to be skinny. So we, we took the negative and turned it into a positive. And then, um, we made, made you look through more than just like what you define yourself as, as, um, you know, what you defined yourself as, I should say. So what else did we end up doing? Oh, we did end up, yeah, talking about changing, changing brain, like changing the way you thought about things. Um, how did that reflect in like the rest of your work to the end of the day? Like, how did you feel at the end of the day hmm. with all this? Do you have anything different or you just really, really tired, showered and just like went into bed? <laughs> <laughs> I felt motivated and inspired to continue with that. So at the end of the day, after, you know, getting home from work and doing all of my at-home responsibilities, I would think something that I would tell myself I would do before, but end up not doing it. Uh And I would feel more motivated to do other things. So let me explain what I mean by that. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) Right. Cause that's really broad. (laughs) We're going to get specific. Yeah. Okay. Go. Usually after I've done all that I need to do for the day and I've achieved my daily goals. So coming home and making my lunch and everything for work the next day and doing the dishes and doing whatever else I needed to do, I would sit on the couch and decompress and watch some TV. Now, usually what happens is I would fall asleep to a show on the TV, wake up hours later and stumble into bed. The past three nights because I know that isn't a really healthy thing to do is I've set a time limit of I'm going to stop watching TV at eight o'clock and I'm going to start a bedtime routine. And that's what this routine is going to look like. And then when I go to bed, rather than falling asleep to, you know, a TV show, I am going to do a nighttime meditation. And I've oh. I've done that three nights in a row. Uh-huh. So I really think that by starting my day off with that mindset of self-love and self-health, that it actually has carried through and given me motivation and inspiration to then follow through with, Eight o'clock is the time that I get ready for bed so that I can be in bed by 8.30 and hopefully fall asleep by nine o'clock. I know that sounds incredibly early, but 
I get up at 5 a.m. So it's actually a really reasonable bedtime. I was to say, for anybody that's not listening, you get up so early. Yeah. I actually get up earlier because with this whole COVID-19 thing, my shift starts half an hour later than what it normally does because they're trying to social distance us. And so I usually get up at 4.30 in the morning. So I'm actually getting to sleep in a little bit, which is nice. (laughs) Exciting. Dude, let's go back to this whole like evening routine. I am a fan of morning routines and evening routines. And that is in setting intention and mindset for the day. So you don't like wake up uh, getting, you know, uh, crazy and like, you know, starting your day in a rush, you're starting your day a little bit slower and just easing into your day. So you're ready to go and take on the day as well. Um, but the night thing is super good because it's telling your brain, okay, it's time to sleep. Okay. It's time to do this. Like there's so much benefit into having some sort of an evening routine, um, for sleep habits and for weight loss and for all that other stuff as well. And for mindset, like, so that is super awesome that you're forming your own evening routine starting at eight. So when do you uh, unplug your phone? I mean, like when do you like get off of your phone? Is it the same time? Yeah. Smart. Yeah. I always, unfortunately I don't turn my phone off at night because with my job, there have been times where I get a call at two o'clock in the morning because something's going on with some animal and they might need us to come in or, um, you know, other things. I've had situations come up where I get a phone call at night and while my job is supportive of people like not being on their phones or, you know, not doing things off the clock, I mean, my job is my my passion, so I have no problems with that. But I would say that I make sure to, you know, not mindlessly scroll on my phone or do things on my phone for 45 minutes, um, you know, while I'm in bed. I did do that once this week. It was during my weekend, and I this was before the morning or the evening routine thing started. Hi. Yeah. And it's so funny too, because I realized I used to do this all the time. No problem. And I kind of lost sight of it. And I think what it was, was my last serious relationship that ended, he would fall asleep to the TV being on. And I, I hate that. I don't have a TV in my room that I have on. I don't like falling asleep to the TV. Well, he did. And I wasn't going to argue with it or anything. So I kind of got used to that. And I think that's where that happened is I just started this habit of falling asleep in front of the TV, even though I don't like it. It doesn't help me go to sleep. Because I end up waking up hours later because of these visual stimula- stimulations and the bright light and stuff that I I hate it. So I kind of realized that where I said, I used to have a bed- bedtime routine. And I'm starting the morning off right and it feels really good. So I'm going to end the day 
in the best way that I can for me. And we're going to continue this. So it, it feels pretty good. I, I'm liking it. Nice. Nice. So what is uh, your morning routine? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> Usually my cat wakes me up at 3 a.m. And I tell her we're going back to sleep. <laughs> and I have two alarms. Nice, gentle alarms that just wake me up easily. And I get up and I go to the bathroom and I say what I need to say to myself in the mirror. I brush my teeth and then I will come out and get Evane, my cat, her breakfast. And then my coffee's brewing by that point and I'll get my lunch stuff or all my meals for work kind of ready to go. And then I get a vein squared for the day. And then I kind of grab my stuff and head on out. So my morning routine before I go to work is 20 minutes. It's very short. Nice. But it doesn't feel rushed. Right. Yeah. And now I'm your go ahead. Oh no, what were you gonna say? I was like on your days off of the same thing, or you know, do you have you started something different? Or do you do something different on your days off? Routine? Oh, oh yeah. My days off do not resemble my weekly routine at all. <laughs> um, I think you had mentioned something about you add, you were starting to add something into your mindfulness routine, whether day or night. Um, I think we, you were, you had mentioned to me something about some sort of like reflection or something you're adding into your routine. Oh, are you talking about the weight loss meditation that I did? Possibly. Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, I I feel like that needs a little bit of backstory with that. So, and it's kind of going back to that self-deprecating talk. So, I didn't grow up in a household that was, let's say it was body image neutral. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. I was overweight. I started becoming overweight like late elementary to junior high is when I started to become overweight. And for a long time, I was fine with myself. I was fine with my body. I was fine with what it was because I didn't, I didn't have that social construct put in my brain yet. So do you, Lorraine, do you remember, or I don't know if you ever have had that moment where you kind of have this realization of how you're seen by other people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Okay. So. <laughs> I remember that. Right. And everything shifts, right? So I was always a really happy kid. I was fine with my body because, you know, it was it was fine. And when I was in junior high – 
I remember I liked a boy and I've always also been very fearless to pursue what I want regardless of what it is. So I liked this boy and I went up to him and I asked him out because in junior high, that's what you do. You say, do you want to go out with me? And then you're a couple and you're excited when you make it a week. <laughs> and you hold hands. And, and you hold hands. Yes. <laughs> In the halls, nonetheless. <laughs> so I told him that I liked him and I asked him to a dance that we were having. And he said no because he wasn't going to go. Well, he did go and he went with someone else. So I kind of asked him, you know. I'm a little confused. What's up? And he just kind of exclaimed, explained that he liked this girl. And so I was actually understanding. I was like, okay, well, you like her. You don't like me. No big deal. But then I was talking to a friend when I was expressing that I was kind of hurt after a while that it settled in. And I said, I just don't understand why? And my friend didn't say this, but I, and I can't remember exactly who said it to me, but I remember someone saying, it's like how you look, or it's because you're fat or something like that. And so then I just kind of realized how different I was from everybody else. And so that started that body image thing of self-conscious and you're fat. And that's when I started wearing really baggy t-shirts and baggy jeans. And then I started feeling bad about myself and not having any good education on how to eat and living off the standard American diet. I started eating my feelings and that is really just how it started. So in my head, it's you're fat. You've you're always going to be fat. Food is your comfort. You know stuff like that, right? And then, right as you get older, it just kind of builds on itself. And as your language gets broader, and you go through life, and you make mistakes or things happen, it it adds to it. And when you're not taught how to properly love yourself, it becomes this huge thing following you around. Right. And that's what it was, or that's what it is. Right. Hence the mirror work and everything that I started last year dealing with, with other issues. So there's that backstory to kind of why this meditation that I did was so, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, significant. Is that right? Yeah. Significant. Okay. So I told you that I found I've been feeling very good about my morning routine and saying the things that I've been saying to myself. And so I did a meditation and it was a weight loss meditation and it's called like candle flame in your mind or candle flame for weight loss. That's what it's called. The first night that I tried it, I got kind of distracted because, you know, meditation in itself is a learned skill because you have to learn to like focus and breathe and relax and, oh, don't think about the 10 chores that you need to do. So the first night I got a little kind of distracted and I ended up falling asleep. But last night 
I did it again. And the, the guiding voice basically got you in a really, really relaxed state, pretty much hypnosis. And you needed to visualize a candle in your mind. So I'm laying down and I'm visualizing this candle and the guiding voice gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And I, I can't feel my body. Like I'm just there in my mind. And then the voice says, now I want you to picture the excess fat that's on your body. And it's in this space where the candle flame is. And so for me, that manifested in my mind as just kind of like this void with this candle in the middle and this excess fat that I have materialized as this huge, like really big, almost like looks like a ginger, like a ginger root mm-hmm. creature. Uh-huh. If you've seen Pan's Labyrinth and you know the ginger root baby that they have in there, you know what I'm visualizing. <laughs> have you seen it? Um, I'm sure I have eventually, but I cannot like I just see this like floating like amoeba that's in my head. Okay. But I'm a science nerd. So I have this like blobule just like rolling around in there. Okay. Okay. Just a really blobule. So I just I want you to picture this like huge ginger root looking thing, right? And then I see, and then it says, the voice tells you, okay, so your excess fat, it's there. And I want you to ask, why are you here? And then I saw my my five-year-old self. And the reason why five, five is a very significant time for me in my life. Um, because I had a very traumatic event happen at five. And so after that moment, a whole different Selena was was born. Um, prior to that was the nice, innocent child. And so it was that five-year-old that was innocent and protected and safe and happy and like nothing bad ever happened to this five-year-old. And I'm going to start crying talking about this. Okay, so then what happened is I see my five-year-old self, and she asked, you know, why are you here? Why, why, Why have you been with me? And then I just felt, and and I just know it was because I was, it said I was protecting you. I was your shield. Uh-huh. So then the voice says, okay, now I want you to tell that fat, that excess weight, that I honor you and I respect you, but I don't need you anymore. You've served your purpose. I need you to go. And so that's what that five-year-old little girl did. She said, I know why you've been here, but I need you to go because I don't need you anymore. What? 
Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> okay, first of all, take a big breath. <laughs> that is so, I'm so proud of you. And this is this, like, so you had that experience and now like, what's your thoughts? Like, how do you feel now that you did this yesterday? So it's almost been 24 hours. Like, it's still obviously like really deep for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to have to do this again. This isn't something that it's like one and done, snap your fingers, you know, so I'm going to have to revisit this a couple times, a few times, however many times it takes, because there might be other areas of my life where that shielding that protection was needed, you know? So I definitely felt like that was probably the biggest step because that was, that was a deep, deep root there that, you know, that went back to as far back as, as you could go. Um, you know, cause like another thing is, is I, I, I've been told this by a therapist. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but I've been told that, um, I really don't have any memories from five under that. Like all of my memories kind of really begin at six, Uh seven years old. Um, besides the one memory that I have when I was five. So that for me, that's like the root, but there's still so much more that needs to be worked on, but I feel like that was the biggest step, which is the scariest one, you know, cause that's where it all starts. I'm so excited. I'm so freaking proud of you. I'm trying not to touch my face right now, but I can't help it. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, cause I started crying and so like now I'm a mess and I can't touch my face. <laughs> Well, you're in your own house. I'm pretty sure you can touch your face, but, um, yay, 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 and yay. That's one of those things that, like, I know that you're not the first person to have that struggle to figure out why is this all here? Why, why is this a thing? Mm-hmm. And to, to talk to people that are listening, that's huge, dude. I'm super proud of you for creating, like, confronting or realizing or, getting to that visualization where you're like letting things go that like no longer serve you, um, that no longer bring positivity into your life or, or it's purpose, I guess. Um, and you're no, you're choosing not to identify with what, you know, with who you, who that currently is, the outside exterior currently is, and you're moving forward, but you're also releasing the stuff behind, like looking in the past and releasing the past so you can move forward. Um, holy cheese and crackers, dude. That was a big deal. Ah, oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, that was pretty big. <laughs> like, are you, like, are you now excited? Like what? Like, I want to know, are you excited or are you still sad? Or are you like, is this something you have to process through? Do you get all the, it's like, you know, uh, what is it? The swirly ice cream that you get like all the emotions and all the things. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's healing, it's growth, it's learning. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's also it's also scary to mm-hmm. let go of these things that have been a part of your identity for so long. So it's that whole scary thing of like, oh, I'm letting this thing go, but I'm telling myself, but it's a good thing to let it go because yeah, you might not know what's on the other side of letting this go and having this whole new kind of world presented to you, Uh but it could be so much better. You know, like it's not, it can't really get worse, you know, it can only get better if you're trying to become a healthier you. Um, so I'm embracing it. (laughs) Um, so it's really interesting you say that where you just said like, you no longer like identifying as a person. Um, I've known a ton of, um, athletes that get injured and they no longer can do their sport. And so they identify with their, their uh, injury. So say they hurt their shoulder, they tear the rotator cuff muscle and they can no longer play volleyball or football or whatever it is. They can't throw. And every time they do anything overhead, it just pains. It's painful for them. So they avoid it or they, they become, Oh, I was a blah, blah, blah. But so instead of being this, this athlete that has like, that's, you know, an amazing athlete. Now they're the injured athlete and they can't do, um, you know, they can't do this or they have to modify that or they can no longer do this. And so they end up identifying themselves as either that injured athlete or that injury. And it's really hard to get out of that mindset unless you consciously stop and say, look, I want to be proactive about changing this. I want to take steps to fix my injury, to return myself to as normal as possible. So I no longer identify myself as, oh, I can't do that. I'm that injured athlete. Or I, I can't do that because I've got a torn da 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 or whatever it is. Uh, so I think you're doing kind of the same thing. Like you're identifying like you're no longer that person. Um, you are rewriting the script and you're rewriting who you are. Um, like again, like I'm saying, like the injured athlete, you're no longer identifying yourself as that person. You're taking steps to be the person you want to be, the return to normal, the the who you want to be kind of thing. Um, and so I think that's really, really, really cool because that's a really hard thing to get over because you identify yourself as one thing and to change it and to actively make the, sex, the steps physically and mentally to do so. I mean, dude, you got to show up every day with that, every day, even the days you don't want to. So now... I have a challenge for you. (laughs) It'll be real fun. Actually, it'll be really fun. I like your little my my what's it (laughs) maniacal teehee there. (laughs) (laughs) So um, yes, all of my clients now when I say that they're like, "Oh, great, fun for you, not for me." Okay, this is actually kind of fun, and this is changing mindset we're talking about. Um, it's going to be when you wake up in the morning, I want you to take a second, and I want you to think about one thing you're grateful for. And you can't say, oh, I'm breathing, or oh, I have a job, or blah, blah, blah. No, like legit grateful for. Like nothing kind of dumb, dumb, or easy. Nothing gimmies. Like for real, like what you're grateful for. And the days that it's just a craptastic day at the, when you go to bed, two things 
that you're grateful for and one thing that you want to remember on that day because you got to show up every day getting ready to do what you want to do to losing your weight to being conscious about like becoming a better you a more toned more worthy more authentic you or who you want to be in your skin so taking gratitude for where you are and really trying to show up every day of I want to do this I want to accomplish this but reflecting back on that at the end of the day especially when it's been a real craptastic day does that like make sense yes so you got to do a little bit of reflection at the end of the day in the beginning but I'm not I need some clarification I'm not reflecting on what I was grateful for at the beginning of the day right I'm just reflecting on the day and how Okay. You are waking up and saying what you're, one thing you're grateful for. Okay. When your eyeballs open. Yes. Cool. Because we're moving forward and we're, you know, every day we have to bring that. And that's something you're determined to do. Like what's going to be good about today? It would be great if blah, blah, blah happened today. Not just it would be great if it's going to happen today. I am going to do 10,000 steps or I am going to make sure I make right choices or I'm going to keep a clear mindset. You know, taking action steps, especially those days you feel like turds, you know, (laughs) and then the days you feel like, you know, not so great, the end of the day, or even you can do when you have, when you have a great day too. It's easy to do things when it's, when it's easy. I mean, uh, when it's good or fun, but when the days that you have not that great of a day, take two things of what you're grateful for at the end of the day, what happened, reflect on it. Or take something you want to remember about that day that was good or positive or the win for you, the way you showed up for yourself or for others. So either gratitude or how you remember that day, especially the days that aren't great. So you set up for the next day, you know, ready to bring it, ready to go. Does that kind of make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) And I like it. No, it does make sense and I like it. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want you to push. Now's the time that you're you're getting in the groove of things. So I think it might be time for you to push, push a little harder, push yourself a little bit more. Maybe you know, push that, push that one pound or two. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And you asked this earlier. One thing I probably could be better about is the difference between my days off as opposed to my days on. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I said they're totally different. Now what's different is I'm not getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'll get up at eight o'clock. I'm not as active as I am at work, which is okay because I'm still pretty active. It's been really difficult with the pandemic and that is, you know, that's the new normal right now. But I've been staying active, been waking up and doing a meditation and stretching in the morning, which I notice just physically helps me feel really good. So I'll do just some really stretching and a lot of rolling, like body rolls and rolling out each muscle and and stretching. And so it's not totally different where I'm breaking all the rules or anything, but it's not as, it's not as structured, you know, because I don't have time. I don't have time sensitive things like clocking in at a certain time or anything like that. So, um, but that'll be 
easy to incorporate that challenge for those days too, because those days I have a lot more time for self-reflection. So I might even use that to help plan out the the week of, you know, grateful in the morning and how can I, like, it might help me. What I'm thinking I might do is set up, you know, like I have a couple whiteboards throughout my house for stuff. So I might set up a thing where it's like, Selena, do what you're grateful for today at 4 p.m., you know, rather than just having it in my mind and the potential to forget. So I might use my weekend to help structure and plan out the challenge that you have set forth for me. I like it. Ha-ha. So pick up a little bit in your workout. Give yourself a little more challenge, too. Step it up a little bit. I know we're, we haven't even talked about stress and cortisol and all the other things that go with it, but you got your stretch on. Add in five more minutes if you can. So your workout, I'm going to push you a little bit to this week. Okay. So I, think, I think you're ready. Yeah. Get it, girl. Well, and your uh, challenge is helping out, too, because I do it. At least the days that I'm stretching when I wake up, I do that after I stretch and I'm a little warmer, you know, so. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but yeah. Yes. You did some good work today, my friend. You did some good work this week. Mm. I'm super proud of you. I cannot wait to hear what next week brings us. Aw, thank you for the uh, support. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. I'm proud of you. No, thank you. Welcome. Okay, so for the next week, my goals are continue saying my positive affirmations in the mirror in the morning. Additionally, I am going to express gratitude for one thing when I wake up in the mornings. And then later on in the day or in the evening time, I will reflect on something positive that occurred during the day. I also... You know, I am going to continue with the challenge, the glute challenge that you have going on, Lorray. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do kind of going forward. Lorray, is there anything that you would like to say? Yes, totally. Hey, all you cats and kittens out there, I know you guys are watching Netflix. I know you guys are watching Hulu. Get off your glutes and go move. Foam roll, stretch. Do some squats, do something, because we are all kind of sitting and watching TV a little bit more. So I challenge you guys to go am, which is get off your butts and move. I really like how you put, <laughs> get off your glutes. <laughs> Use that booty. <laughs> yes. Awesome. And to you, the listener, I want to say thank you for taking the time to listen this week. I've got a pretty big boulder that I'm pushing right now, but don't we all, but I know I can do it. And so can you keep pushing. By the way, if you have been enjoying the music that you hear on the podcast, it is created by Joseph Crotty and you can 
listen to much more of his original content on SoundCloud. So please do support a local artist and keep pushing that boulder. We'll see you next week. Bye, Lorraine. Bye.